Andrew Dimitro joins us. G'day, Andrew. G'day, Jack. How are you? Couldn't be better, buddy. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time and apologies for being a bit late. Um, tell us, uh, how excited should we be that uh, Andrew Dillon is the new CEO? Oh, I think it's a great appointment. He's a very good man, very capable, very experienced. He's been at the AFL for 23 years. I've worked with him for 14 years. He's the person uh, person of the highest integrity, great knowledge of the game, knows community football. Uh, he'll be very, very good at the role. Did you see any immediate changes he, he will make? Or, like, I mean, I know Gil's been really good at um, being the CEO uh, in his time. Do you see um, Andrew Dillon making any sort of big changes or the way things are, are running at AFL House? To compare to now, oh, look, I'm not. I'm not sure what's in his mind, what he wants to do, but I'm sure, like any CEO, he'll put his own mark on the role. He'll make his own changes. He'll bring in his own people, his own team. He'll he'll develop new strategies. He, I've heard him say at several press interviews that he wants to put the game at the forefront of all decision making. So, obviously, there'll be a lot of football focus. So, I think. What we do know is he understands football. He's very supportive of grassroots football. He's been involved in community football all his life and 23 years at the AFL. So I would say we should all get ready to see football decision-making at its best. Right. Well, well that, that's, that's exciting. Um, so he, um, I think he's, he's voiced his opinion on the grand final starting time. I think he's a traditionalist by, by memory that uh, he wants a 2.30 start. Are you, are you in favour of that still or are you wanting to change and have you seen it in the last couple of years um, that it might, might profit from a, from a different time slot, maybe a to, uh, twilight, you know, sort of start time? Oh, look, I'm pretty consistent on what my view was. My view has always been it's traditional afternoon start time. I think it works twilight. I know there's lots of very good arguments to put it at night, but that'll be for others to decide. I mean, I'm sure... At some stage, we'll see it in a different slot, but, you know, I'm pretty consistent historically on where I sit. Right. You didn't waver or change, uh, you know, when the game was at the Gabba, you know, the grand final was at the Gabba or even in Perth when it was at a different time? Like, you didn't you didn't think it improved? Uh, look, it was a great spectacle, but, I was, you know, being a traditionalist, yeah. I wish it had been at the MCG still. Even though we had COVID, it was a shame that it wasn't at the MCG, but uh, they did a good job in Perth and in Brisbane, considering they helped out the AFL and the league. But, um, you know, my view hasn't changed, Jack. I've pretty no. always been consistent on the same thing. No, yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. I'm, I'm a big Twilight fan. I just thought, I just think that'll be, that'll be special. But, yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, and the other announcement last week, uh, Tasmania into the competition. Um one of the things I wanted to touch on with you: Were you ever offered um, maybe Tasmania as a as a as a club when you were CEO? Oh, there was always discussions around it, um, and we you know I was involved when we put the first games down, in, first home and away games in Tasmania when St Kilda went down there in Hawthorne and North in North Melbourne. Um, it's always been a great desire to get a team. It, Tasmanians have earned the right, I think, over a long period of time. Been great contributors to the game with some of the best players that have ever set foot on a football ground. Um, but I think Gil was right when he said the time has come. It's to close the loop. Yeah. Um, it's a great announcement. 
great for the state, great for the AFL competition. They'll bring another dimension to the game. And let's hope they're successful. Yeah, no, I'm sure they, they will be. And they're, they're you know, a great football state. But do, do you think that the AFL maybe have missed it, um, you know, when they first became the AFL, maybe in the late 80s, early 90s, that they should have put a Tassie team there? Or do you think, right, you know, in, in three or four years' time, that that is the time that's uh, appropriate for a Tassie team? And I think the time's right. I think the, t- the time is right. I mean, there's always discussions around who should have gone first and there were even discussions, why didn't Tasmania come in before GWS and the Gold Coast? But there were very sound reasons why that didn't happen. But I think, you know, there's enough time now to prepare for a team. The stadium announcement's a great announcement. Uh, it'll make a difference, obviously, be a game changer. And I think this gives everyone time to prepare a list, give list concessions get the right personnel in place to build the club from scratch, get the right board in place, get the right CEO, right coach. Um, they've got enough time and uh, enough runway to do all, make all those very important decisions. Yeah. And what is the? What do you think is the most important decision for Tasmania? Um, is, is it getting an established coach or a successful coach or a, a really hard and no CEO or president and, and that or a star player. What, what's, what do you think, um, after the learnings of the Suns and the Giants, is, is the most important cog in that team? I think the most important thing that any club has is getting the spine right. So you need a great chairperson for the club, a great CEO for the club, a great captain for the club, and you need a great coach for the club. And if you get them all in alignment, then you're on the road to success. And history shows if you get all those four things in place, you can build a board around a great chair, you can build a great team around a great coach, uh, CEO appoints the right people to list management, etc., cetera, uh, and a captain who shows leadership to a team. So, they're, look, they're all important decisions, Jack. Yeah. And... Um, they don't always go the right way, but I think there's enough experience around and enough goodwill around to get these appointments right. Yes, yeah, so uh, what's your availability? Are you, uh, you going to put up your hands for any of those roles? No, <laughs> I don't think I see myself in those roles. I'm too old now, Jack. <laughs> you, oh, you, no, you are not. Don't be like that. You, you, you'll, be, you'll be a gunner if you went down to Tassie, I reckon. You'd, I'd love you. Yeah, I don't know if my wife would want me to move at this stage of our lives, but anyway, <laughs> it remains to be seen. Fair enough. Um, but, and, but it will make it 19. Now, I heard you on radio earlier this morning, um, and you, you, you think a, a Northern Australian team uh, would be a good 20th side in the AFL. Uh, can you explain that a bit more? Well, we're talking about closing the loop. We play... We have a team now in every state and territory except for Northern Territory. I mean... The, the GWS Giants play games out of Canberra and they play out of Western Sydney. We've got teams in every other state. Northern Territory is a great AFL territory and produce some incredible players. So it stands the reason that that seems to be the next frontier and I think they've, they've got a lot going for it and Northern Australia is fertile AFL ground. I think they've got the makings of a great team. Right, and do you think that they will, you know, if they did have, let's just say they did, do you reckon they could be established and uh, ready to roll as, as soon as the team comes in? Like, I mean, 
uh, with all the conflicts that are happening up in that area there of Australia at the moment and and also the infrastructure that needs to be done, do you think it'll be successful? Oh, look, I think the AFL's got a task force, an NT task force, with, which I think is chaired by Peter Jackson. It's got some very good people on. I think they're working on all those issues and I think yeah. when you've got people of that ilk and that experience who understand football and understand the advantages and disadvantages of putting a club together, they're in good hands. You know, some of the issues going on in Northern Territory, we all hope are resolved and improved on by the end of 2029 or 2030. Um, And maybe a football club might be exactly what the community needs. Might be the staple. It might be good for young people to get involved and be supportive and do what football clubs normally do and bring communities together. So who knows, it might be one of the panaceas for helping remedy some of the situations going on in the NT. Yes, well, well, well let's hope that. If, if that does happen, would you be happy to put your hand up for that? <laughs> would your wife let you move up there? No, she might <laughs> say, let's go to Lake Como instead of Northern Territory. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And um, how, um, how um, has this week been for you? I was speaking of learnings. Um, it seems like we've learned a lot uh, from the Adam Good situation. The AFL seemed to be on the front foot with the booing. Uh, from the weekend, um, from Lance Franklin and and uh, Jason Horn Francis and these fellas, are, are you sort of proud that the AFL have, have learned and and um, have gone this far to maybe eradicate it? Well, I think it's a pretty powerful statement from Swans, Collingwood, the captain and the CEO and the coach signing off on that statement, and the AFL coming out very quickly. I think it just shows you how far we've come that immediate action was taken and immediate attempts to stamp out some unruly behaviour. So I commend everyone involved. I mean, I just think there's a time and place for that sort of activity. It wasn't on the weekend. People have already made commentary about it. Let's hope we can see less and less of that going forward. Yes, yes. And um, just just dealing with big companies, um, um, how would you deal with Warner Brothers and trying to get the name Devils off them? Well, I heard uh, a statement from Jeremy Rockcliffe, the Premier, saying we own, it's an animal, it's a native animal of our state and it's been here for 200 years, so I think that's enough. <laughs> I don't understand, I don't understand the Warner Brothers connection. Um, but I, as, I, as I've read, and I'm sure it's probably true, apparently there's goodwill from Warner Brothers that there won't be an issue going forward, so let's hope that doesn't become an issue. <laughs> right. But would you, you, you'd be uh, hard on them, wouldn't you? You'd make them uh, sort of uh, bend over backwards to, to keep the name, wouldn't you? Oh, they're pretty tough cookies, Warner Brothers, and Disney and all these characters. <laughs> I think they they brushed me aside, Jack. To be honest, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Hey, uh, Drew, we might we might leave it there, buddy. Um, but uh, it's I know you're a very busy man, so thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Um, hopefully, we can uh, chat to you uh, throughout the season and uh, get you on again soon. Anytime, Jack. You're a good man. Good on you. Good on you, Andrew Dimitrio, uh, the former. AFL CEO with some valuable information there.